Hi, this is Tony at Cover Magazine. I'm speaking to Tavio Roxo, the CEO of Owl Software. Tavio, thank you very much, and uh, great to catch up with you once again. Hi, morning, Tony. How are you doing? I'm really, really good, and look forward to this discussion. Uh, it's another episode in our Tavio and Tony Talking Tech. Um, TTTT. As I have mentioned before, people often get confused between table tennis tournament tonight, but it's not that. It no, is no, no. talking tech with Tavio and Tony. That's exactly, yes, that's what it's all about. Um, and um, I mean, we've had some really interesting discussions. And uh, in the interim, we've had the InsurTech 2022 con conversations, um, which was really great. Um, one of the things that sort of main themes that came out, you know, we, we spoke about um, tech when we needed and human when we wanted. And the thread throughout the conference when people spoke about that was to how do we relate better to the client? How do we understand the client better? Um, and how do we meet them where they are? That's the whole idea of uh, human when we wanted, trying to find that middle middle path and basically what comes out there is to that we need to understand the client on a granular basis and this is where data comes in so everybody's talking about data being the new oil and all of those sort of nice things um, and everyone realized that this is a critical issue however it doesn't seem like we're really walking the talk um, and getting it right what is your opinion on that I don't think we are, Tony, and I don't think we are because data is very binary. Data is either right or it's wrong. And there is no 80% correct. So a large portion of the data which insurers and the insurance industry is utilizing is data that finds itself having been created out of perhaps older legacy systems. And that data in its, in its natural form is dirty. It's not data that you can rely on. So a large portion or a large function of what has to happen is the data has to be extracted. It has to be transformed. It has to be manipulated. It has to be cleaned up before it can actually be utilized. <coughs> so where do you think are the shortcomings currently that sort of prevents us from getting it right? Because we have the tools to everything that you've mentioned now to be able to do that. Um, how come we're not getting it right? Even though we might have the tools, there is a fair amount of effort between taking the underlying data and then modifying it, transforming it and manipulating it in order to consume it and rely on it. And even if that process takes a few weeks, it still then is not live data that allows you as an insurer or as a UMA or as a broker to rely on it 100%. But more importantly, because you have to do all these things to it before you can work on it, you can't have your system rely on it either yeah. so the system cannot then utilize the data to allow automation 
to allow straight through processing, to allow all sorts of functions that you ultimately want to get to, but you cannot do it because there is a gap in between, a piece of work that has to be done that has got a work effort, a time period linked to it. Mm. I, I remember when we were still doing the Bank Assurance Conference um, quite a few years ago, eight years or so ago, um, I, I once did a presentation there specifically about um, when you when you um, onboarding new clients to actually look five or ten years into the future and look at what data do you not need now that you might need in the future um, and collect that data then to be able to use it into the future which is something that we have never done we've just collected the data that we need now and we've never really stored it in such a way that we can actually pull it out so how do we change that how do we fix what we've created now well, there's two aspects to it. I think the first thing is that even if you ask the question about the data that you need now with the view that you're going to only need that data or consume it or use it in 10 years time, you have to validate that data. You have to have a pretty sophisticated rules engine that ensures that by the time that data hits your database, it's the right data. Mm. So a good example is you'll go into an insurer or a UMA or to a broker and you'll see that they have a policy listing of all their policyholders. And under ID number, they might have the first six digits or they might just have a date of birth. Or under reg number, they might have TBA, which is, you know, to be advised or to be provided. That is incorrect data. So you have it, but it's not data that you can rely on. It's not data that you can use. So I think a big component around data ought to be the validation and the verification of that data before it hits your database. Um, so there's two aspects, your old data, which has to be transformed and manipulated so you can use it, and then new data, ensuring that when you now onboard a new client, that you are in real time checking whether that ID number is valid, in real time checking whether those banking details are valid, in real time checking whether that vehicle does exist on Mead and McGrother, whether that registration exists on E-Natives. So you need to use systems with these various integrations embedded in them to ensure that when you are working with the data, that all happens seamlessly. You, you can't rely on your policyholder or your client to give you the correct data. They give you the data that they give, mm -hmm. and you have to be able to, at that point, in real time, say to them, oh, well, thank you very much, but I see that your, your surname is spelt incorrectly. You should know that at this mm -hmm. point. Mm -hmm. And then <clears throat> how, how do you make sure that that data stays up to date? Because as you say now, the, the, you know, you're collecting the data and the data might go um, you know, become stale over a period of time. Um, how do you make provision for the fact that you need to keep that data up to date without human intervention? That is always going to be a difficult one, Tony, because that ultimately relies on the policyholder informing you of the changes in their world. So if they change address, they should notify you. There are ways that you can get around it in terms of 
You can run sort of these macros on your data sets once every quarter or once a year, and you can do a mapping exercise to see whether that address is still linked to that ID number against the various credit bureaus, for instance. And then ping your client and say, we noticed that there's an updated address for you now of 115 versus 118. Can you click and, and, and agree that this is the new address or not? But you and I both know that the likelihood the client will agree and will accept is, is low. So in order for you to keep the data from not being stale, that is a bit more of a difficult challenge. Uh, so the, the primary focus for me, I would say, is then has to be on new data to make sure that when you get it, that very first time, that that data is in fact correct. Yeah, and and I mean, this goes for everyone from the one-man show bro independent broker to the, to the UMA and to the insurer. That data is just as valuable <clears throat> and up updating it and having the correct data is just as valuable to each one of those different participants in a different way, but it's the same uh, end result as in the value to your business. Absolutely. And that's mm -hmm. where your primary focus has to be. In the broker's environment where they're at the coalface with the client, ensuring that you don't onboard any new business with a TBA on a license uh, license registration number for a new vehicle. It shouldn't You shouldn't be able to do it. The system mm -hmm. should block you. The technology should block you. You should be able to get the correct information from the outset. That will go a long way towards ensuring that the data that then you are working with is good data. You see, mm. because once you have that correct reg number, you can cross map it against the correct address. The address can be validated in Google. And now your insurer can run a claims experience heat map on an address which is real not on an address which you know is perhaps incorrect mm -hmm. they can run information relating to the underlying vehicle code based on the reg number um, and they know that that is correct information versus using well i think it's a 1.5 liter toyota corona no mm -hmm. you can use the exact details of exactly mm -hmm. what's happening which leads me right back to the very first comment i made data is binary it's either right or it's wrong and I think that many people think, well, you know, it's kind of okay, so that's fine. And mm -hmm. and and that's where the the system then gets unstuck, or the technology gets unstuck. Yeah, yeah, because your process relies on everything running smoothly in terms of the data being correct mm. um, or chucking it out. Yeah. Um, thanks, Tavio, for those comments. I mean, that the interesting part of that is that once you get the data right. Um, not just, not only does it mean that you can optimize what you currently have, you can streamline your processes, save costs, have happier clients, manage the expectations better, all of those sort of things. But it leads to our next discussion um, that we're going to have next time, and we're going to have a special guest in that discussion, and that's to optimize other opportunities and um, distribution channels. And the whole sort of buzzword is omni-channel and um, talking about the relevance of data and how to optimize omni-channel opportunities. So I look forward to that discussion with you. Absolutely. Thank you. That, uh, that discussion will most certainly is a follow-up on this one. Once your data is right, 
then you can engage omni-channel interactions in an automated way with clients. If your data is wrong, that becomes almost impossible. Mm. So I'm looking forward to that discussion. I believe we might be having Daniel from Click2Sure to join us. I'm looking uh, forward to spending some time with him. That's exactly, that's exactly. Yeah, he's a big fan of Omnichannel and they're very oper operational in that environment. So it would be great to have him with us. So looking Thank forward you, to that. Tavio, thanks again um, for chatting. And uh, I look forward to the next session. Thank you very much, Tony. Same here.